Welcome to Talk Me Some Art and Other Stories. I'm Guy Massey, your host. You know, I like bringing music to you, music to your ears, and I like exploring music in many facets. I've brought drumming, audio drumming instructions. Um, said drum kit that I have is uh, inspirational, it makes me want to get up on a mountaintop with my toms and my snare and go at it. The bass is provided by nature, so I don't need my kick drum. Just kidding. You basically need all your components to your drum kit. Let's see, if you were to get rid of something, what would it be? Well, um, maybe, uh, maybe the crash, maybe the ride cymbals, um, possibly but maybe not. You need your kick drum for your downbeat. You need your snare drum for your downbeat. Uh, You need your... Well, maybe you could get rid of the hi-hat. That's it. Well, maybe not. See, that's what's complicated about drum drumming. Uh, First of all, I didn't mention in my program, it's a very mechanical thing, so don't think you're going to master it in a day or two, or a week or two, or even maybe a month. It's going to take a while of determination, and I know you have it in you. And I know you have it in you to support these podcasts that are presented on Spotify and other great presenters out there in the ether that we call the great internet. And uh, one of the new ones I learned was Streaker. Didn't know that I was on that. Uh, It's pretty cool. It's good to know that you're on more and more of these. It's a chance to reach out. And uh, with the audio drumming episode, that was a good one. We like that. I want to get to the music that at hand, though. The instructional sort of audio. Oh, he's doing another one of those instructional ones. I can get that on YouTube anytime. Yes, you can get it on YouTube, but do they have the personality? Yeah, they do. I like the personality of those. Okay, yeah, but are they um, are they mildly or semi-mildly entertaining like mine? Oh, yes, I say. Is he going on about explaining and justifying his podcast and ramblings on music and picture-hanging framing that I can get on YouTube? Will you please not say the Y word? any event drumming was good it was fun I like talking about drums I can't help myself you know it's like taking a bike ride out in the mountains you just can't help yourself it's like walking the dog you gotta do it and it's fun and you realize it right at the last minute as you're entering the doorstep and I don't even have a dog but I digress Another music one, because we are talking music, and this is about music, and you're going to hear about what this is, is music presentation or music reproduction, as they say in the audiophile world. We did one on the Grateful Dead, the great rock band from the 60s, 70s, 60s, psychedelic, 70s, power rock, 80s, power rock, (laughs) And early 90s to 1995 with Jerry Garcia himself, 
passed away and the band of course dissolved that very second. Well, at least the next morning when they discovered Jerry's body in a rehab clinic that he had finally gone to. He had tried several attempts before to uh, get a cure. You know, we all want to find a cure. There's that great rock band, The Cure. We're all seeking it. Aren't we all trying to find a way? Jerry sure was, finally. His half-outed attempts at health were very, very unsuccessful, to say the least. There's a story of him going out to work out at a one of those clubs, and um, he went for one day, did a power workout that could uh, change the world, but uh, next day, no show. Following day, no show. He was back with his guitar on stage, but the only exercise he did was walking back and forth the uh, the stage in front of his great rock audience of thousands and thousands. Again, we're talking about a man who is the most recorded guitarist in history with something like 45,000 uh, hours of music unheard of. Divided by 10, it's 4,500 uh, 4,500 I think that's ours, by the way. I'm not sure I heard that number. I know it wasn't 15. I know it wasn't 25. Pretty sure I heard 45,000. That's how I attribute it. That's how I scale it. Uh, he did... Uh, I'm sorry, it is 15,000. 15,000 performances. That's right. So that would translate to many hours. That would translate probably to... Well, if it's an hour, that's 60 times 15, that's 100,000 hours approximately, right around thereabouts in the neighborhood, in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. My nephew John would love it. You know, I think he might like Jerry Garcia. There's an kinship there, or a kinship, it seems. There's some sort of synergy there between Fred Rogers, the great television presenter, as they say in Britain, uh, of children's programming, a great program that he had. Uh, and uh, presented on PBS, uh, and and my man Jerry, I think there's a, there's some kind of a relationship potential. They never he never was a guest on his show. Fred Rogers had hundreds of guests through his history in the '60s, '70s, of uh, bringing uh, sort of people that had a different perspective and different take. Uh, individuals, real true individuals, um, and he did that through his puppetry, which I delved in uh, early this year when I was a little in the manic mode, but again I digress, and I want to get to what we're talking about. Um, I also did a, another program on, on rock, rocket, rockin' down, I played some songs with, between Ziggy Marley and the Black Crows and Louis Armstrong and sort of did a Dave Brubeck take, although it wasn't a Dave Brubeck song. It was from that cool jazz era from the West Coast, and that was a great show. But today I just want to talk relatively quickly, but maybe not too much, on, on your audio setup. What do you got? You got a 5-way, five 5-1, five 5-1? Five 
5.1 system via theater? Well, they say that those aren't as powerful. Great for surround. Sipping my coffee again. Guy, why do you do that? I say, have a spot of tea. Oh, it's not four o'clock. What is it with four o'clock? What is it, four o'clock hour? Does England shut down and just go out of commission? Is it off the map for four for 15, 20 minutes or half an hour? What's the deal? Why do you guys take your tea breaks during the week? It's just, I don't, it's unheard of. Try a Saturday afternoon when no one even really cares. So your audio setup is a uh, 5.1 theater. You know, you've got the THX, you got all the, the initials and acronyms, acronyms for surround sound, you know, you get the whole thing and it's like the latest, you know, you spent about $1,050 on the thing and, you know, you're somewhat unsatisfied with it. Well, maybe no, maybe now, maybe not, maybe you're really satisfied because, you know, THX is pretty amazing, I gotta say. I've heard it and it's pretty amazing. I don't have one. I've got a boring, plain old two-way 2.1, yeah, I guess you'd call it 2.1 in these 2020 era that we live in. This is a 2020 re retrofit, circa 70s and 80s and 90s, actually. My speakers, first of all, I've talked about them before because I love it. I've made a tower out of them. I've stacked uh, two bookshelf speakers and a monitor, small monitor speaker with a three, three-inch woofer, which is inoperable. Because I bought these vintage on eBay. Don't be afraid of eBay. It's a good source of a lot of equipment. I bought a a Kai, uh, which you don't hear that brand anymore. It's a Japanese model. Um, Japanese. Just talking Japanese and not talking Japanese. Everything's all right. I don't even know if that's the word. Uh, but uh, it's the Kai open reel or reel to reel uh, tape deck. You can lay it down in the table you can put it upright which looks cooler I've got standard reels on it it's good standard plastic reels uh, it's, it's a stereo uh, it's a tube kind of setup it's vintage 70s I bought that on eBay I think I paid about $200 for it not cheap no I think I paid less than that but whatever it it serves me but actually it doesn't it's broken uh, something I'm gonna try to uh, do another program on vintage pure vintage I think I'm gonna call it that and it's um, gonna talk specifically about the tape deck that I have and I want to get it working I'm gonna celebrate it my mom's glorious voice in church for my aunt Gert's wedding my mom Lucille uh, sang her heart out for her sister-in-law um, my mom uh, had a glorious voice that could fill uh, the mom you know could make could equal could, could balance out the Mormon Tabernacle Choir even though she was nowhere near Utah um, and um, my dad the church organist gave great accompaniment and it was just excellent but the tape does exist I have it I believe I just got to discover it um, for verify it which is by playing it it's the only way you can do it it's like my old videos that the old uh, eight millimeter uh, Super 8, not Super 8, actually, High 8. I didn't have High 8, I had Standard 8 um, back in the day with camcorders. 
I've got some great hikes with my brother Claude up in New Hampshire and, and, and thereabouts, New England. Um, I think I, no, I didn't take it to, yeah, did I take it to Yosemite? Maybe, no, I didn't. Um, but in any event, uh, these are uh, great, uh, great tapes that I, I really want to un, unearth, as I say, and just play them and review them and show them to everybody. I'd like to get my website uh, further along and maybe post some of these videos on there for you. But that's at a future date. I'm focusing right now on my podcast. I don't want to deviate too much from the task at hand, which I believe uh, is, is a little bit of a calling to me. I've had uh, revelations about this. I think um, doing podcasts is just a great not just a release, but it's a great sharing. I feel I want to share with the world from every corner. So the uh, the tape deck is going to be a story, hopefully. If I can get that tape of my mom singing and my dad playing and other tapes of the choir and a, a radio station, again, that relates back to my calling of uh, my, my feel. I feel heavy. Boy, you're heavy-handed today. Uh, my calling outside of my meditation uh, audio, which I just posted one recently on the foothills uh, from nowhere, I think it's called, and it's a meditation. It's the second meditation I've done. I did an earlier one. Uh, I did that one at four in the morning from my brother's house when I stayed over one day, I think back in May. That set me off on meditation, but I skipped for, um, you know, like two months, almost three before I did another installment, and I plan on uh, making them more frequent for you. So I thank you, I thank you, the audience, but I want to continue, because the show is really just starting about speakers and audio. And so, the tape deck aside, we're going to put that Akai aside, all wood grain glory of it, all thin plugged. The plug was never replaced, even though the... Uh, the previous owner had advertised in eBay that it had uh, it was refurbished and some of the parts were switched out which was good and I, I really want to get that working I might work on that today actually folks uh, so your 2.1 or your two-way stereo system uh, that's how you're referred to it's what that is is it's pure just two-way stereo it's old-fashioned stereo and it's presented by speakers that I've mentioned, bookshelf speakers stacked one on top of another. Some of the aspects of those speakers are not working. Got a, uh, woofers are pretty much all in commission, except my very top monitor is out of commission. I have one tweeter out of all the tweeters on the three stack on each side, left and right. I've got only one at the top working. The others just go uh, for some reason uh, they said that they were more robust, the most robust of all the components. Uh, I'm pretty sure they did, and uh, that uh, they ended up going first. I had a mid-range, a three-way speaker, not to be confused with a two-way stereo system. You can have a two-way stereo system that is bona fide two-way and still have three-way speakers. All three-way means is that the crossover works on a, a two, two pathways. So, so the first pathway is between your woofer and your mid-range. That's the middle, uh, middle-sized uh, speaker can be 
cardboard, plastic, mylar uh, can be, uh, well, the ribbon component, but that's something we don't need to get into. Those are more esoteric kind of speakers. Um, but the, typically the cardboard uh, can be piazza, piazza uh, type of plastic dome mid-range is what I have. And they're gel-coated. ADS was a company out of Boston that made fine quality speakers in the, from, from the uh, early 70s to uh, the early 90s. Uh, they had a great run. And they coated them with a sort of a gel, a sticky gel that you didn't want to get your fingers on because it wouldn't really leave your fingers messy, but it would make a little mark on your tweeter. And you got to be careful with dome tweeters. They can dent in. Uh, don't worry if you do, it does not affect the sound quality according to experts. And then the second crossover, uh, the wiring, in other words, the circuitry involved to bring those frequencies uh, to mate them perfectly uh, is between your mid-range and your tweeter, of course. So my mid-range is out on my top uppermost three-way speaker. I happen to put, I'm sorry, my bottom three-way speakers on each side, left and right. The top one in the L510s, the L520s uh, from the mid 70s, uh, which I purchased at Tweeter, which was an old uh, hi fi store. Oh, yeah, I remember them. You do? Yeah, they were like in plazas and malls and sort of like college, college uh, street areas, uh, shop areas uh, all over the country. Uh, I think uh, actually in New England uh, they were more regional, uh, but they were high quality uh, audiophile uh, level type store, and uh, they had a great line of speakers which is called ADS, which I mentioned earlier. So the two ways above that, but the three way at the bottom has a broken mid range and broken tweeter. They're out of commission. I've replaced them uh, about sixty dollars about each on each bay to buy them. I switched them out so many times, it make your head spin. Uh, so I just got tired of it. I've left them dead. They're just uh, making a cosmetic appearance so that the speaker doesn't look like it's been uh, shot through, like with Buckles Brannigan's uh, 45 Sidewinder that he is. And uh, the only tweeter, like I said, is above on the monitor speaker, but that, that woofer, uh, the two-way monitor speaker, the woofer below it, I have it stacked uh, going vertically, is, is dead. So I, I'm left with just the bare minimum to give me a quality sound. And it, another sip of my coffee, as if, uh, as if it didn't matter. It does matter in a sense of power projection, but if you only have one tweeter, and let's say you've got three woofers, no mid-range, you're not really missing a heck of a lot of musical information. But how do you hook those things up? They're a pain. Well, I had to schlep my uh, my stereo down to downstairs. Got it set up in front of the air conditioner right here, uh, and uh, it's on a console with my TV. Uh, I found the console off the side of in front of a house um, just before the COVID outbreak in February, uh, before it hit the U.S. Um, and uh, it was curbside, but it was just curbside because someone was leaving it out. I couldn't believe, I can't believe still, I can't get over it. I look at it kind of every day in amazement because it's a beautiful piece of furniture. 
I did some modifying to it. Just took a, a took. Uh, I had to fix the shelves. I had to. I took the brackets off. One of the doors was broken, uh, leaving just a strip of the side uh, style of it. And I took that off. I removed uh, the hinges from that. Um, I stained some areas with touch up, just to make it all come together, and it looks really good. And that's a great, great case for the stereo, and it fits perfectly in there. Uh, my top component is an ADS uh, 720 uh, receiver. Look it up. It's a legendary small receiver. I think it's got 50 watts or 55 watts per side left and right is a two-way stereo receiver uh, doesn't have a lot of bells and whistles but it can give you some power it's got I'm gonna say it's moderate power uh, quality it's got a good bass end it's got a warm sound it's, it was known for its warm sound it took after the 315 uh, amplifier uh, the, you'd see it more as a 315 BEE uh, that that uh, NAD is the name of the company, by the way, uh, and you can get those on eBay. They're pretty pricey. Uh, the legendary. Uh, the other model, I think it's a 3120, is the top drawer legendary um, uh, yard sale find. If you can get that at a yard sale, well, you may as well take the the family out for dinner because that's a heck of a lot of. My brother Claude would be saying, Guy, I'm getting bored with this audio stuff, even though he does like good quality sound, like like a lot of us. Um, you know, he'd rather talk about birds. So I, I'm going to try to do get him back part two of Birdland um, without having to be an Alcatraz. Ha, 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 ha. He's funny. Oh, I see. You're funny. Well, you know, we're coming in along in the tooth on this and I'm still not even up to the point where hooking up anything so uh, you know I don't know this, this is fun this might not be really helpful you may not you just may be sitting here you may have already had your stereo set up but you know for those few that might want to listen to this it's cool again you know YouTube videos are probably more fun I'll, I'll give you that you know they get the visual you know they get the zoom ins they, they show the parts they, they show the hookup they the guy jokes a little bit. Usually it is a guy. I'm afraid I haven't really seen a lot of girls doing uh, hookup videos. I did see one uh, recently in my podcast uh, interest of trying to get a better studio set up. She was showing off some mics and doing an A-B comparison. That's a cool thing. The A-B comparison at the hi-fi shop. If I just said that sentence to, to any performer clerk, they'd know what I'm talking about. That's where you compare with if you, if you have a speaker um, and then you've got another speaker set. You've got two sets and you've narrowed it down. Okay, you, you're looking at the, the Sirwin Vega. Okay, and then there's an Apogee. Well, no, I can't say Apogee. That's, that's probably beyond. Uh, that's a brand that's probably brand. That's a God brand. That's beyond what, what some of the hi-fi stores would even carry. Uh, but let's say uh, it was a, uh, well, ADS. That's, uh, I'm blanking out on other brands right now. Um, the Japanese had a little trouble with, with, uh, with their sound quality off their speakers. But I, I digress. Um, so the AB switch, he had it all powerful. He was like, God, they had this cool little switch. It's probably just a little circuitry with some cross wiring. And enabled him to switch back and forth from this one that you really want to get 
and then this other one that the guy really is kind of recommending and he's chewing it and guess who wins he usually wins because you realize wow he was right but you know what speakers I want to just say should have been the first thing I said about this highly personal more personal than the source material which would be like a record or a CD more personal uh, discerning personal uh, discriminating personal than than the amplifier or receiver uh, itself um, and more more personal than the CD player or, or tuner or uh, tape deck itself so you're talking about something that is a very personal thing with speakers there's so many variables the case the size of the woofer the the rather the fact that is it a ribbon tweeter is it is it uh, a sus- regular bookshelf suspension speaker is it three-way is it two-way it's it's mind dizzying and I'm surprised that many customers just walked out of these stores back in the day uh, out of frustration but they didn't. They, they will narrow it down. Thank God for the invention of the AB switch. So that switch, very important. And now the hookup. So you want to take your speakers and clearly you want to make sure you're good because a good monster cable or a good zip cord maybe works fine. Um, you don't have to spend a lot of money on speaker. You don't want the thin... Uh, type of speaker that you had in the church hall to run the PA uh, or that rental uh, unit uh, podium uh, setup. You want thick, thicker, not too thick, but thick cable. And you've got a red side and you've typically got a white side. So you've got a copper side maybe or the zinc side. Uh, Or you've got copper, copper on each side, left and right channel of that cable got two component two wire leads and one have, might have white white type or white printing running along its length adjacent to the one that isn't that is always your red um, I, or I believe your positive uh, you when I say white I do really mean black your other side blank is black so just think blank black Make sure you put that correctly. Hook up your, your speakers first. You can either way. Your speaker. Take your speaker and uh, carry that over neatly. Make sure you get the white in hand. Hook that to your red pole, your post, and that should slip in or screw on. And the black side should slip in and screw on on that other side. And you're done there. And then you can carry over that cable to your receiver or amplifier uh, the same post make sure you're if you're on a left speaker you're connecting it to your left side of your amp and then the same goes with the right side so now you have your basic rudimentary setup I also have uh, my other top speaker on another uh, uh, B B side or not B side but B channel uh, which is accommodated on my receiver the 720 the NAD 720 model uh, I believe from the 80s uh, had a two speaker set set up which is 
unheard of almost. Uh, most amplifiers, even pricier ones, would only accommodate for one set of speakers. And you'd have to do a, a, uh, a double wiring, which I'll tell you a little bit about because that's what I did uh, between my top, my top uh, bookshelf and my very top uh, uh, monitor speaker. And they are compatible. Uh, realize your ohms. Mine are 4 ohm. That's resistance on the wire. Uh, 4 ohm was going to take a little more power. Going to suck a little more power out of that amp or receiver. So just be aware that to run a 4 ohm, it's going to be a, uh, a more demanding load uh, on your receiver. You'll burn out your receiver or amplifier quicker on a 4 ohm, 4 ohm than you would on a 6 ohm or 8 ohm or even or 16 ohm they go down to 2 ohms or OHMs uh, which I wouldn't even want to deal with so these are 4 to 6 but they're really 4 but I'm okay my amp has enough headroom enough power uh, enough bandwidth well power uh, pure power uh, to handle uh, handling my speakers are accurate they're about 93 decibels accurate look that up and figure out how that all works uh, you use those numbers really just for comparison um, if you've got a 96 usually with the tower type speakers of audiophiles uh, esoteric more type speakers more more pricey but bulkier certainly you can't ship those you have to go to a local buyer to buy them in your area if you're dealing with uh, on eBay for instance so my ADS's are all good um, you can mix brands I didn't say that earlier you can do it so now you've got your both sides hooked up and you are pretty much ready to go you plug in your amplifier or receiver and uh, you get a CD out or you hook up your phone to play some YouTube through it or maybe it's a record which are really a good thing to get right now I don't have a turntable but I really will want to get one very soon I've got um, a record stack about I don't know a foot and a half high if I put them down and on top of each other um, and I am really psyched you can use a tape deck if you've got some old tape Geez, you could use an 8-track if you want to go there. I don't think you do. There's no sonic benefit from listening to 8-tracks. I can tell you from my kid, kid, early adulthood, well, teenager, uh, really actually teenager experience. Um, and that's it. It's really pretty simple. Um, you know, get a good environment. Make sure your room is, is sonically conducive. Um, you don't want to have too much carpeting. You don't want to have too much reflective material like wood or metal or mirrors. Uh, you want to balance. You want a little bit of each or uh, their blank room maybe with some acoustic tiles uh, if you want to spend some money or and, and, and detract from the decor if you dedicate it, if you want to really dedicate it. If you're playing outdoors, you're going to need more power. You're going to need two and a half times the power. The outside just sucks up anything. The birds will be louder than your stereo. You'll be really, really disappointed. Uh, you don't want to turn that up beyond 
uh, much beyond distortion. You can take a tiny bit of distortion, but you really don't want to test it. Uh, the last thing you want to do is burn out your equipment. Your speakers will probably survive, but your amp is going to burn out. I bought a uh, Parasound amp. I thought I was doing really good. I actually didn't like the sound of it. Um, don't like, don't know even what the model was on that. To tell you, I wouldn't really even want to relay it to you. I'd spare you that. Uh, but it was, uh, it was a Parasound. Had a great reputation. They had some great models, don't get me wrong, some great models with some warm, beautiful sound and some legendary ones in there that would give NAD a run for its money. Uh, NAD is spelled N-A-D, by the way, and some people pronounce it N-A-D, um, but I believe it's properly pronounced NAD. What is proper in today's world? We're getting philosophical, guy. You're getting philosophical and I don't like it whatsoever. Who are you? Where did you come from? Are you down by Kent somewhere? Or maybe the Portsmouth area? Oh, okay. So, it's all pretty complete. It's pretty simple. It really is. Um, you can have great old-fashioned stereo sound, and it's, you're going to be amazed at the quality of the sound. So, whether you put on some some Jerry Garcia band or you're listening to uh, Talk Talk from the 80s or Talking Heads uh, you will uh, definitely enjoy this setup that you've made and uh, you don't need to have um, a lot of real experience doing it you could listen to this or watch some YouTube videos and I hope that I satisfied you like a YouTube video would or could and uh, I want you to just uh, get in there and get your fingers, uh, you know, wire numb just by twisting the wire. Make sure your wire's twisted, guys. You want to really, you all want to make sure that everything's all nice and tight. You don't want any strayed brass or copper, rather, wires uh, hitting any other pole on your uh, the back of your speakers. So with that. You're going to really enjoy it. You really will be rewarded. And it'll just be really cool. It'd be cool. It'd be cool to have friends over and show them. Here, here's my stereo. Look at this. From 1969. Look at this. It's the quality. This was bought. You know how much this was when it was first? At, uh... Oh, who cares? Now you sound like Ethel Merman. People, if you don't know who Ethel Merman was... She could reach the rafters from her voice in the, in the Broadway hall uh, back in the Great White Way. So, guys, thanks again. Enjoy. Listen on. And be with the music. <laughs>